Hey, welcome back. Thanks for listening. This is the OK Gatsby uh, Season 4 Vibe and, and Read, read with, with Us. That's right. We're reading Pride and Prejudice, as as you know. Uh, I'm Terrence. This is Kevin. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a big week of reading for uh, I know the drama. It's so much the drama. This it it sweeps week in Pride and Prejudice Ex- land. Yeah, a very a very special episode, or like you know, uh, by which we mean stuff happens. Literally, any plot points move forward. Huge, <laughs> huge. If uh, if what happens is not a glance, then things are really <laughs> happening. It's basically a car explosion in this universe. <laughs> A main character essentially, <laughs> like this is the equivalent of like, oh, what if we kill off half the cast? Yeah, yeah. This is the red wedding. Yeah, yeah. this is like, this is so intense. Uh, for and Pride it's just Pride essentially Pride. a series of conversations. Yeah, but boy, they are actual conversations with merit. Um, yeah, like yeah, I don't know, like right things have people make decisions. Uh, you know, people's real colors kind of come out. Mm-hmm. They they're. What I like is like we're getting some of the we got all the characterizations. We know who people are. We know who Elizabeth is. We know who Mr. Bennett is. We know who Mrs. Bennett is. We know what's important to them. Yes. And now those things that we know are having actual effects on plot. You know yes. what I mean? Like we know their character. We know their values. Um, like, but this is where we're starting to see their values that we've established are having an effect on what actually happens to them they're making, yes. de- making decisions based on those values they're they're getting poked at with a stick and we're seeing them respond how they would with how they care about things right you got a zig or you got a zag it's time like like you know uh uh stuff is hitting the fan yes clean episode stuff <laughs> hitting the fan. yeah this episode for the kids bring the kids in <laughs> bring the kids in stuff's gonna hit the fan the excrement is gonna hit the air conditioning that's a kurt vonnegut uh <laughs> kurt vonnegut ism yeah, so it's it's uh, all the things that have been subtly hinted at uh, are now going to subtly occur. <laughs> Boom, love it. Uh, we get drama on all fronts. Yeah, there's some Jane Bingley drama, the Bingley sisters. Actually, there's no Bingley, Mr. Bingley at all. It's Jane drama. Jane drama. We have conspiratorial Bingley sister drama. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've get of course Mr. Collins. The Mr. Drama. Collins is the A story this episode. This episode for sure. Yes, but also Charlotte Lucas and Elizabeth Bennett d- drama. True, true. Charlotte, young Lucas. What's the, what's the what's the daughter of a knight called? Nothing, right? Miss Charlotte. Is there anything special? Lady, maybe Lady Lucas. Lady Lucas. She's a lady. Yes, she's a lady. Unless the wife. Who's is that lady? lady? Who's that lady? Royal lady. <laughs> Unromantic lady. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunistic lady. Yeah, it's uh, it's everyone's thrown. Mrs. Bennett chose her is hilarious this uh these few chapters right mrs bennett's uh values are the what kind of what i was talking about was like okay we know that she wants her daughters to be married but the question is how much and we're going to figure out exactly how much she wants her daughters to be married and it is quite a lot she wants her daughters to be married more than she wants her daughters yes she to be yes yeah. <laughs> she doesn't care about them no no she doesn't care about their them or their feelings whereas mr bennett who has been a fun sort of uh, he likes to vex, but he's got a heart of gold. Exactly. You know, he'd be vexing, but for for a cause. You know. Yeah. He likes to vex, uh, and he his sort of like puncturing of these social norms with sarcasm. Uh, now they it's starting to count. You know, like now it's like uh, that attitude actually does something. Yeah. As opposed to like making fun of it. Yeah. He's. The girls are really like, oh, we got a weird dad. <laughs> right. So he's not just a weird dad. He's now he's a, he's like he. Mr. Bennett actually is being a dad in this episode, which uh, is a little different than what we've seen so far, right? Yeah, I mean, he obviously takes care of them, and he he, he they have dinner every day. It sounds sure, like sure, yes. But this is the first time he has to like step in as a role of like an advice giver, and he comes in swinging. I love it. Uh, yeah, the, this is a great Mr. Bennett episode, as we discussed. This is like. Some some really good uh, some really good zings. Yeah, just some classic lines. Vexing lines. <laughs> he's he's vexing all over the place. It's so good. It's so funny that these uh, uh, these two dumb guys reading this book are like, you know who's cool? 
the dad. The dude. <laughs> the dude who was always saying oh. just awesome stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> he, he hates all this ball stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a counterbalance to the societal importance on balls and marriage and stuff like that. So I, I do, I mean, like, obviously Austin's voice and the narrative voice is behind Mr. Bennett. Yes. And Mr. Bennett's values. Mr. Bennett shares values with the the narrator, it seems like. Yeah. And, and the Jane Austen. The Jane Austen as a whole seems to be. The speaker. I remember there's an important distinction between speaker and author or whatever. Like, the speaker, mm. like, you know, Jane Austen might not believe. It seems like she does, though. It seems like, I don't know. It seems like her grand project was <clears throat> to poke holes at the norms that right. she had to live through. Right. But we, uh, because we are text-based. Yes. Uh, we keep it to the text. Uh, that we refer to the speaker, we the narrator. Texts. We we, <laughs> we don't leave anyone on red. <laughs> uh, yeah, bad. so this narrator seems to be on the side of Mr. Bennett. Yes. Um, what's interesting is that he's the only male who who also like you think there'd be more men be rolling their eyes throughout this book, right? But he's the only one who does. Yeah, you're, yeah, I yeah, you're right. We have no reason to Darcy Darcy and hates Bingley. individuals, but doesn't seem to hate the concept of. Th- I mean, because he's also upper class, so he probably right. isn't loving to be. <laughs> he entirely buys into this like patriarchal sort of uh, you know uh, marriage focused, economic based uh, mm. partnership of marriage kind of system that that's been built up. But yes. Bennett seems to, Mister Bennett seems to uh, question it, if not oppose it. Yes, I think it's maybe. I mean, we could talk about it because it's a big part of the coming chapters. Yeah, of, like. Yeah, having five daughters and having to give your house to some loser who sucks. It's like, <laughs> it's like man, this is a bad system we live in. <laughs> it is a truth universally acknowledged that a loser who sucks <laughs> is one to the wife. <laughs> one to the wife. <laughs> and that's the headline of this chapter. A loser <laughs> a loser who sucks is in want of a wife. Yes. A man with great fortune who is a loser who sucks. <laughs> And Mr. Collins is a loser who sucks, and even the people who want to marry him say so in this yes. chapter, which is awesome. So it's funny. So Mr. Co- so that's what's great about Mr. Collins and Mrs. Bennett is I keep waiting for them to be more depth or like complicated or any sort of bending towards like okay, here's some. But uh, so far, Jane Austen has not given us any of that. There's not been a single moment where it's like, all right, yes, okay, they are annoying, but they ha- they're like consciously working through a difficult system. It's like nope, nope. these are. F- hilariously annoying people. <laughs> they represent and back the system and the status quo as is fully without yeah. any compunction or... Notable doubt or contradiction. Zero zero empathy towards the human beings within the system. <laughs> yeah, just, just desiring to win the system. Right, so it makes things nice and cut and dry and it's it's very easy to satirize. Yes. Um, it's This is probably, this is actually like, this would probably be like a really good introduction to satire. Like, She's satirizing these this system by like bringing it into focus. Like, okay, what if you had to marry a guy, even if he was a huge loser who sucks, just be- <laughs> just because he had just because he had status and he had what you needed. Like everything else is bad. Yeah, everything else is bad. So there's no gray area there. All right, so let's let's get started. Let's get in. Let's, let's get, get into, into it. this text. We're doing chapters 19 through 23. Today. Yes. Well, at- it goes to the end of uh, volume one the in my of, book. Of volume uh, volume one. one is not acknowledged in Terrence's. I know. Uh, it, you know, it, it's that's how it is sometimes. With with um, this is uh, what's it called? It's in the common. What's it called when it's not oh copyrighted uh, anymore? Yes. Uh, public public domain. Public domain. Public domain. Public domain. Uh, Zora's domain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. It opens up chapter 19, and uh, Mr. Collins wants a moment to talk with Elizabeth. About what, pray tell? Oh, I could not imagine. I couldn't imagine. It has not been hinted at by anybody. Yes, yeah, so he he walks in at, at breakfast time, goes, hey, Mrs. Bennett, can I talk to Lizzie? Lizzie uh, had time for anything but a blush of surprise, and Mrs. Bennett's like, yes, 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 yes. Yes, goodbye, see you. Everyone, get out of the kitchen. They need yeah, to talk. Right. Um, and Elizabeth already is like, Mom, you don't have to go. He, whatever he has to say, you can say it in front of you. <laughs> Dear ma'am, do not go. <laughs> she calls her mom ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> Try that at home. Hey, ma'am. That's <laughs> so funny. Love you, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I beg you will not go. So she's like, please yeah. stay. 
and she wants to get it over yeah uh, quietly and as soon as possible she knows what this is going to be she knows what this is going to this conversation is going to lead to yes and her mom hits her with lizzie i insist upon your staying and hearing mr collins yeah. so this is a battle of wills right now yep and it's going to continue to be this sort of in embattled elizabeth would not impose such an injunction so like once some once you insist insisting some something meant something back in these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You do it. Can you imagine someone saying I insist now and you being like, well, if they insist, I must obey. I have to do it. Usually, it's someone paying for something, so I usually do. <laughs> yeah, if someone's insisting, it's usually like, well, yeah, okay, you can give me money, okay, oh, or buy yeah. me dinner. All right, go ahead. I insist. Uh, let's see here. So he starts off his big, big, long, boring speech. What else is new? Yes. He's like, what ladies love is a long, weird <laughs> essay. <laughs> That's and what they want in a marriage They proposal. love it. It doesn't matter what they say during to interrupt you. Almost none of it related to them. Mostly about your boss. <laughs> Catherine, yeah. If you're about Catherine. to propose to your girlfriend, write a whole speech about how great your boss <laughs> is. <laughs> ladies love that. Hit her with how great your boss is. and how yeah. My boss says I should marry someone. <laughs> Ugh. Yes, so he, he gets uh, He's like, I am run away with my feelings on this subject Perhaps it'll be advisable for me to state my reasons for marrying And moreover for coming into Hertfordshire With the design of selecting a wife as I certainly did Right, and her his, reason, his reasons are all economic I mean, they've been discussed before I mean, the fortune's going to go to uh, Keep it in the family Because the fortune's going to go to um, him anyway If... Mr. Bennett dies. Mr. Collins is the first one for it to go to, whether he's married to one of the daughters or not. So he, what yes. he's doing is trying to be sort he's of kind. Like, well, I am going to get this land. Yeah. I owe it out of some sort of decency. Uh, and I think he also, I think he's also kind of, there's a sense of like, these are vulnerable women. They're going to, like, literally right. he's like, you're going to accept me. You have to. You have no other. <laughs> yeah, he just is like stating that they're, they're, they need him. Yes. Uh, so he goes, my reasons for marrying are, first, that I think it's the right thing for every clergyman in easy circumstances. He's like, look, I got to be married to show my parishioners how to How, how to, get to be married. Yeah. Yes. You're supposed to. Second, that I am convinced it will add very greatly to my happiness. That's his second reason. It's yeah. like, I'll, I'll be happy second. <laughs> and then this is my favorite. And thirdly, which perhaps I had to have mentioned earlier, that is a particular advice or a recommendation of the very noble lady whom I have the honor of calling patroness. <laughs> and my boss really wants me to be my married. My boss wants me to be married, and frankly, I should have put that number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's offensive that I did not put that lady number one. Lady C. Oh, yeah. I should have mentioned it before happiness, of course. Yes. Uh she has condescended to give me her opinion. And then President it says, unasked, too. Like, I didn't even ask her. How generous. <laughs> wow, this lady, awesome. <laughs> and then my eyes just kind of, I mean, she writes it on purpose for your eyes to just kind of glaze over. And, like, while he gives his boring, boring, boring oh speech. Oh, my God, snooze. Yes, it's all about, like, hey, we'll move into this house. It'll stay in the family. Blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. It's noble in its own way, but it's, it's the status quo. Uh. So and Lizzie's watching this, like trying to interrupt him because he's already given this his. He's planning their life, right? Uh, and it was it was absolutely necessary to interrupt him now. And she hits him with, uh, "You are too hasty, sir. You forget that I have made no answer. Let me do it without further loss of time. Accept my thanks for the compliment you are paying me. I am very sensible of the honor of your proposals, but it is impossible for me to do otherwise than decline them. So she doesn't beat around the bush, right? Sorry, sir. Thank you, but no." Thanks, but no thanks. And then Mr. Collins, okay, yeah, describe what he's do his move here is. He goes like I see your little game. Or like <laughs> this is a thing that every woman does is refuse uh, proposals. Or just they refuse propos it's a little game you play. <laughs> oh, I understand. You're doing the thing that women do where they say no, I don't want to <laughs> marry you until you marry him. Every woman I've asked to marry me is always saying no because they're playing you some game. You refuse one or two times and then you say yes. You don't want to seem too easy. That's what they're trying to do. <laughs> so, yeah, he's under the impression that it is common amongst women of this time to reject a proposal in order to further along courtship so that it's like kind of like a fun story, essentially. Or that's how he sees it. Um, and Elizabeth is baffled by this. Like, it is not, it's not a common thing, and it's so delusional <laughs> that she's, like, trying to get through to him. She's like, 
<laughs> she even says, upon my word, sir, your hope is rather an extraordinary, extraordinary one after my declaration. I do assure you that I am not one of those young ladies, if such young ladies there are, <laughs> who are so daring to, as to risk their happiness on the chance of being asked a second time. And he's like, and she's just like, what are you talking if about? If I wanted to say yes, I would say yes. Yes. I'm not going to risk saying no. Like, no one's going to risk saying no if they want to do this. Right. And he and he is eating it up because he means he's like wow she's really playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anyone better at the game than you. You're so good at this. Yes, you're so wow. She really likes me. How does she do it? How does she do it? She's being so mean to me. That means she must really like me. <laughs> uh, and it's getting exhausting. He refuses to acknowledge. He's like, oh, no, don't worry. Lady Catherine's going to love you. And it's like, I've already said no. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Collins is in his own world. He doesn't really understand Elizabeth as a person or her wishes as a <laughs> as an individual or an agent an agent of her own life. Yes. And so now he's, start, he's starting to get it a little bit when he goes, when I do myself the honor of speaking to you next on this subject, I shall hope to receive a more favorable answer than you have now given me. Though I am far from accusing you of cruelty at present, because I know it to be the established custom of your sex to reject a man on the first application, and perhaps we would have even now said as much to encourage my suit as would be consistent with the true delicacy of the female character. He's like, this is kind of hurting a little bit. So next time, why don't you say yes? <laughs> I get the game. I love the game. But next time, it. say yes, please. It's difficult for me. <laughs> this really hurts a little bit. And like Elizabeth is almost charmed by how r- ridiculous right. he's being. Um, and then he hits her with kind of like a – he just puts it plain. Uh, it's like it's like why don't you believe me that I'm refusing you? And he goes, my reasons for believing it are briefly these: it does not appear to me that my hand is unworthy your acceptance, or that the establishment I can offer would be any other than highly desirable. Right. He just lays it out like, yeah, like it's because wait, it's because I have the things that you need. You need this. You are not going to get proposed to again by someone like this. Yes. It's like this is like your biggest opportunity for your father's inheritance and. The uh, guy who has a decent job. He's a walking. He's the, he's a walking embodiment of the status quo. He is he is the system as it is. He goes well. This is the system. This is how it works. You're I, supposed I, to marry me. Yes, I'm I'm a successful part of the system. Right. Please attach yourself to me. Right. It's a it's like reducing reducing this system to an absurd level. It's like well, I'm the one. I'm the most suited to you, based on this system. Yes, on these these certain factors. Right. And then Elizabeth hits him. I love this line that she gives him. She goes, do not consider me now as an elegant female intending to plague you, but as a rational creature speaking the truth from her heart. So she goes, <laughs> she's like, hello, hello, uh, waving Stop your hand. Stop doing uh, this. <laughs> imagine if, let's play a game where just imagine that I'm a human being with thoughts and feelings and I'm just uh, expressing those rather than this game you think I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to be in your weird fantasy that <laughs> this is like some sort of elongated courtship where you you that there's it's always darkest before the dawn and then I come around and love you. He's like, no, it's not happening. And he goes, uh, his response to that is, you are uniformly charming. <laughs> 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 He's loving it. He thinks this is like she's she's really wow. digging into this game. Wow. <laughs> She's she's man. She's really trying to you pretend are, she what doesn't want to be. You are still doing it. <laughs> and I persuaded that when sanctioned by the express authority of both your excellent parents, my proposals will not fail of being acceptable. Right. So we'll talk to your parents about this. Yeah. It's like, look, I'll ask them. I'm sure once everything's, we'll get all the details out. You won't have to play this little game anymore. So we'll talk to your parents about this. Um, and then instantly, Mrs. Bennett's back in the room. And they're talking she, about it as she's, if it's... She's thinking she's going to have the best news of her life. Right. And uh, when she hears that, no, it, she's like, well, no, uh, she's like, it'll, it, it will happen. It will happen. They're talking about it as if it's a foregone conclusion. Yes. Cause, so she also has never heard of this game. That he, yeah. And he's like, don't worry, Mr. Collins. I'll convince her to say yes. Yeah, uh, it'll be fine. And then she, I do like this line. She is a very headstrong, foolish girl and does not know her own interest, but I will make her know it. Pardon me for interrupting you, madam, but if she really is a headstrong and foolish, I would know not whether she would altogether be a very desirable wife to a man in my situation. It's like, well, if she's like that, I don't want to marry her anyway, if that's the way she's, she, she is. 
Yeah, it's like, she's like, and she's like, oh no, you understand, misunderstand. Lizzie's only headstrong in such matters as these, and everything else. She is as good-natured as a girl has ever lived. I will go directly to Mister Bennett, and we shall very soon settle it with her. I'm sure. All right, and here it is. So well, we have well, Mrs. Bennett <laughs> baffled. Like this came out of nowhere that Lizzie's rejecting this proposal. Yeah, had not even considered this a possibility. Mister Collins is starting to understand that. Oh, this isn't a game. She doesn't want to marry me. Yeah. And it's it's the final Hail Mary. We'll get Mr. Bennett to come down and make Lizzie marry Mr. Collins. Yeah, right. We'll just talk to We'll see what Father has to say about this. And uh, Mrs. Bennett somehow thinks that he's going to be down for it. I, don't, I mean, I guess she's so wrapped up in her own thing, too. Yes, she is a permanently... It's like, are you actually married to each other? Like, it doesn't seem to be any understanding of each other. I guess he just kind of has a situation where it's like, you do your thing, I'll be in the library reading the book. <laughs> He's like in the original. I just want to watch the game. Yeah, he's so yeah, he's in the man cave. But he's reading old volumes of novels from 1770. Right. <laughs> the smarter, more educated man cave. But it is the man cave. It is a man cave. It's a man cave. And he's, yeah, he's watching the game. He's just watching the early. Maybe he's watching the news. You call it. I don't know. You know he comes like, up for dinner. He roasts his daughters. Yeah. <laughs> he pokes fun at his wife, and then he goes, "All right, back to I'm out of <laughs> here. here. Time to look at maps in a room." <laughs> So right, they they they. So now it's Mr. Con- no, now it's Mr. Bennett, Mrs. Bennett, and Elizabeth talking in the library. Mr. Um, Collins is there as well. Really? No. Uh, oh, maybe. I I I haven't. I guess I didn't p- place him in that. I don't know if he's there. Uh, no, I it's sh- private. It's private. Okay. So, oh, Mr. Bennett, you are wanted immediately. We are all in an uproar. You must yeah. come and make Lizzie marry Mr. Collins. Right. So they bring they bring the issue to Mr. Bennett. Um and uh, almost immediately, Mr. Bennett hits them hits them with this incredible incredible line. The, our favorite line. I mean, like my favorite line of the episode. Yes. So he he really sets it up. He he makes it seem very stern and earnest. And he because he starts with, "Come here, child. I have sent for you on an affair of importance. I understand that Mr. Collins has made you an offer of marriage. Is it true?" Elizabeth replied that it was. Very well. And this offer of marriage you have refused. I have, sir. Very well. We now come to the point. Your mother insists upon your accepting it. Is it not so, Mrs. Bennett? Yes, or I will never see her again. And he is, And then this is the line. An unhappy alternative is before you, Elizabeth. From this day, you must be a stranger to one of your parents. Your mother will never see you again if you do not marry Mr. Collins. And I will never see you again if you do. <laughs> Woo! I know. Killer, absolutely killer, <laughs> savage. Like, look, don't marry that guy. <laughs> yeah, she he doesn't like it. She has, yeah, it's as so has good. been previously stated, he is a loser who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we were talking about before. Of like, this is like a such a surprising moment for Mrs. Bennett, right? But also in general for the times that a dad would be like, yeah, don't marry the guy who like that literally is would give her the inheritance, his own inheritance. His inheritance, right? So like this is the guy who in in some ways affects the most. I mean, he's the patriarch. This is the patriarchy. Yes. They're concerned about preserving his money. I guess also they're concerned about preserving it for themselves to make sure they have yeah. something to live on. But it this is sort of his line. Uh, right. Like his house, like everything like that. And he doesn't he's like I this guy, I do not want my favorite daughter to marry this guy. Right. Um, so amazing. Yeah, uh, and it's, re- it's really a nice moment. And Elizabeth could not but smile at such a conclusion of such a beginning. Boom. But Mrs. Bennett, obviously. <laughs> freaks out. What do you mean? You promised me to insist upon her marriage. <laughs> and, he, and he says, I have two small favors to request. First, that you will allow me the free use of my understanding on the present occasion. And secondly, of my room. I shall be glad to have the library to myself as soon as may be. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. And he's like, look, I, uh, I, I understand. Don't, don't want her marrying him. And get out of my library so I can read my books. Yeah. <laughs> Give me my space. Um, and then now the narration cuts over to Mr. Collins. It looks like it's like now he's been thinking about this in solitude. Yes, and he's um, starting to be like, maybe she doesn't want to marry me. Yeah, uh, I like the idea that... Uh, he thought too well of himself to comprehend on what motive his cousin could refuse him, and though his pride was hurt, he suffered in no other way. His regard for her was quite imaginary, and the possibility of her deserving her mother's reproach prevented his feeling any regret. 
So, so he's already starting to move on. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's yeah, I mean like he's only hurt by on his pride that he's hurt to be being rejected rejected but not by elizabeth in particular he goes yes his regard for her was imaginary which i love yeah he's like I'm, i made myself love her right because i need to oh it's, it would be the right thing to do to be mary in this in this world moving on and then mrs bennett has uh an episode uh which <laughs> continues for first quite like a, a month while or two. <laughs> yeah uh she's you know she's like well you guys can fend for yourselves you're not gonna have any inheritance oh well everyone me. hates me that everyone's using me yeah and she goes nobody takes part with me i am cruelly used for nobody feels for my poor nerves um yeah oh uh those who do not complain are never pitied <laughs> <laughs> those who do not complain are never pitied that's like her that's, that's like that, her she's like i never epitaph. i never complained and that is therefore no one knows how much i suffer yeah <laughs> Well, you complain she all the time. <laughs> and she really complains about this. A key plot point is Charlotte Lucas, Elizabeth's best friend, walks in the room and is immediately hit with all the gossip that Elizabeth has rejected Mr. Right. Collins. Uh, she goes that, to comfort him right away, right? It's pretty much like she's talking. she talks to Mr. Collins about it like right away. Yeah, almost immediately. It's like, yeah. hey, how you doing? I'm sorry to hear all this. And they're like, oh, good. He's got someone to vent to. God. Yeah, get him out of here. Yeah, because all the sisters, are they're all abuzz. They're like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. It's happening. Something happened. Yes. Uh, so Mrs. Bennett is miserable. Charlotte's talking to Mr. Collins, uh, and Mr. and Mr. Collins essentially gives a big, long, boring speech of like, "Hey, I, I sh- you know what? I shouldn't have pressured her the second time. That was rude of me. Uh, I will move on. Uh, I still love you guys. Wish you the best." Uh, and then we move on to Chapter Twenty One, the aftermath. Yes. Of the proposal. So this is it's a couple days, or it's the next day. Uh, Mrs. Bennett's still miserable. Uh, the girls go over to their aunt's house. Mr. Wickham's there. He admits that yes, I made myself not go to the ball. Yeah, which we already knew, but it's kind of cool to hear from him. And Elizabeth is even charmed by that—that that he had the restraint. Like I would have punched Darcy in the face. That's right. why I had to stay away. <laughs> I shouldn't have gone. Or we maybe have made a scene. I don't want to. Yes. Um, and then we get a juicy letter. Yes. Jane gets a letter from Caroline Bingley. And guess what? They left in five minutes like he said he would. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Up in, They up and left. They're back, they met back to town. Town is what they call London. <laughs> London town. Foggy London town. Foggy London town. Uh, so, yeah, the sisters are gone and... Bingley is gone. So we don't get a letter from Bingley. We get a letter from the sisters. Yes. Bingley Jane. is not written, which is interesting. That at no point it is like, hey, I'm going to be gone. Although, well, we'll talk about it. Well, like Elizabeth has her her theory, and Jane has her everyone's a saint theory. <laughs> yeah, Jane <laughs> believes everybody all the time. Yes. Um. So essentially, they're saying. Well, this is the yeah. This is the whole chapter. Is really is like is 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 Jane letter. reading the letter, and then Elizabeth Elizabeth's take on it. So yeah. the letter essentially says. They're in town. Um, it's it's so we're gonna miss you so badly. But that's the only thing about town, right? your, your hometown. We're gonna we're gonna miss, miss is your being our good friend. Um, and then the they, the, she, they we're bring gonna have up to stay here for the winter. Right. So that's like oh months away. Holy cow! And then it's like, but the good news is we get to hang out with Darcy's sister, and we hope that Bingley marries her. Right. That's it. So, like, just bringing up Darcy's sister, Darcy misses his sister, we miss the sister. Also, we think Mr. Bingley should marry her. Yes. That's the, like, that's the juice. That's the real juice of the letter. Yes. And it's, and it really lays it out there of, like, we, and, like, we are trying to get Bingley to marry this woman. Right. Uh, And that she sends it. Like, we as readers are like, that's cold. Right, yeah. We, At no point could you not know that Bingley loves uh, Jane and Jane loves Bingley. And this is one of Elizabeth's point, is that like anybody who saw you guys together knows that you're into each other. So, like, let, that's a foregone conclusion. You guys are in love. Yes. That's assumed. Everyone knows it. Bingley knows it. Bingley's sisters know it. It's happening, right? So, any affront to that in writing is an affront to you, Jane. This, this woman's not your friend. Yes, that's the, like Elizabeth kind of uses her powers of social perception here to talk Jane through what is mm-hmm. really like a backhanded letter that Jane yeah. is taking at face value. Yes. 
they're playing upper class parlor games on her, and yeah. she is under the impression that everyone operates with this this sort and, of uh, Jane, saintly can, saintly patience yeah. towards the world. Jane's, Jane's getting played because uh, guess what? Uh, they didn't come here to make friends. They did not come here to make friends. That's what this letter is. This letter <laughs> is so I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to marry Darcy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it all, it's all Elizabeth being like, look, this is what I think. Uh, and it's just like a back and forth because Jane can't think these things about people. Right. Where she's like, they wouldn't like, they're not capable of lying to me. Right. And it's like, what are you Face value. Old, old face value Jane is, uh, is like, oh, that's too bad that, uh, Bingley, me and, I mean, me and Bingley like done then. Yeah. Um, and Elizabeth's like, don't you think that maybe she wants you guys to be done? Like she's trying to get, keep you apart. Like, yes. Um, she, she essentially lays out her conspiracy theory that what they're doing is, uh, so Bingley had to go to London for a couple days and they're like, we'll come with you. And then they've they've made up an excuse to get him to stay for the whole winter, or are going to try and get him to stay for the whole winter. And while there, they're going to try and to get uh, Bingley to marry Miss Darcy, Miss Darcy, Darcy's sister. And, and therefore, when they are married, it'll be easier, and she'll have more leverage to marry Darcy. Right. It, uh, it's like I think it's like I'm, we're we were debating about whether how much of this is class based, like how much like is. Uh, the Bingley sisters are they trying to get Bingley to marry Miss Darcy just to kind of keep the upper class money in the upper class? Yes, that's part of it for sure. Status quo, you know, like stat, uh, you know, like uh, class status. Don't marry beneath your beneath your status for love. Yes. So Jane is a babe, and so she could try and marry up. Right. <laughs> and the, the Bingley sisters are not. They don't have to suffer through that charm, so they're like, "No, we want to get you married to someone in our class." Because the yeah, class is good. Also, that'll keep us close to Mr. Darcy, and Caroline wants to marry Mr. Darcy. So it's a double-edged plot to yeah. maintain class structure and to marry a man. And Elizabeth can see this. Elizabeth is saying, "Like, can't you see that this is what they want?" Um, it is kind of funny that she understands the game better than anyone, and she would, she's the one who wants to play it the least. Right, she sees through the game. Right, but yeah, Jane's being played by the game, you know? And it's Elizabeth really plays the game. Jane's being played by the game. <laughs> Don't hate the player. Hate the hate game. Hate the game. And Elizabeth is a an analyst of the game, yeah. but not a player of the game. Yeah. Jane is an accidental player of the game, but she's always being crushed by the game cuz yeah. she doesn't she's not very good at it cuz she t- is too not cynical, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Too naive to play she's the naive. game. She's naive. Yeah, oh yeah, and Elizabeth is just cynical enough. And she goes, you're gonna have to figure out like if you love this guy enough to piss off his sisters, like. And she's like, I never think of doing that. Right. And it's like Jane. That's exactly why you need to do that. Yes. And then the only I know, Kate Caroline is incapable of willfully deceiving anyone, and all that I can hope in this case is that she has deceived herself. And Elizabeth's like, great. You could not have stated a more happy idea since you will not take comfort in mine. It's like, great, yeah, think that. Think that Caroline is wrong because she has deceived herself <laughs> and that, that she's lying to you. Mm-hmm. But whatever it takes for you to believe that Bingley did love you. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, then, yeah, the quote of, uh, and if upon a mature deliberation you find that the misery of disobliging his two sisters is more than equivalent to the happiness of being his wife, I advise you by all means to refuse him. Right. If you want to, yeah, if you want to, like, keep being friends with these girls who don't like you, then you can go ahead and do that, but you're going to lose this love. You're going to lose Bingley, or you can ma- marry Bingley, and you'll lose these two friends. You'll realize they weren't your friends These in the first two place. fake friends, yeah. Yeah. And, like, from Elizabeth's point of view, it's like, and this is not a choice at all. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. These women are terrible. Yeah. And, but Jane is like, how can you talk so? You must know that I, I should be exceedingly grieved at their disappropriation. I cannot hesitate. She's like, of course, I would... Their friendship means everything to me. And it's like, Jane, you're such a dork. <laughs> Come on, Jane. That's, that's so funny. Like, even Jane is, like, so extremely of a quality. Like, the the English yes. saint. That's what she is. Right, yeah. And uh, that's been established. And now it's, like, it is starting to play into actual decisions. Like, what is she going to do? How is she going to... Uh, uh, she runs into devious people, and she does not have the skill set to handle that. She's a sheep among wolves. Yes, absolutely. And it's kind of weird. It's like you think that like she would be proposed to first, but it was. Uh, and honestly, she probably would have accepted Mister Collins' proposal. Jane. Yeah. Yeah, probably because she kind of does the. Yeah, yeah. She's not. 
she wouldn't she's not willing to fight the system for love she happens to have found love within the system yes uh but everyone's always writing sonnets to her so like <laughs> <laughs> that's how she goes that's how she rolls all right, and then so yeah, Elizabeth essentially has to argue way into improving her sister's mood that she shouldn't be heartbroken, and does her best job. She presents a cynical theory that's most likely very correct. Uh, Jane doesn't really accept it, so she has to modify it a little bit so it fits more within Jane's worldview, and uh, they succeed in improving her mood. <laughs> and it's a nice little sister moment. Yeah, they they're kind of teaming up. Yes, of like, don't worry, Bingley loves you. We'll we'll work together and make sure it happens. Uh, and they end the chapter with her thinking that Bingley will be visiting soon. He'll be back. They're saying he's not coming back, but he'll be back, believe me. And then we move on to chapter 22 where the real, real drama. It, you thought the drama was done. Oh, my God. I know. It happened so fast. Yes, three huge things happen in three chapters. You'll love it. And a book where we spent four chapters asking if anyone wanted to play cards. <laughs> <laughs> and we made lemons out of the we made lemonade out of the, those lemons. You know, we 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 got through it. But here, this is some real stuff. This is some real. It's kicking it up a notch. Lady Lucas. Yeah, even in the beginning of, beginning of this chapter, I was like, oh, well, Lady, she, Lady Lucas is in, is in this chapter. She's getting kind of close to Collins. I wonder if anything's going to happen. And the next paragraph is like, yeah, so Mr. Collins probably is going to propose to Lady Lucas, and then he just did it, right? It's like it's like within three paragraphs. I think Lady Lucas is technically the mother. Oh, sorry. Young, Charlotte Lucas. Yeah, yeah, Miss Lucas, you're right. Miss Lucas, not Lady. Lady Lucas is the mother. Yes, so I mean, Ladies Mary, the attention starts, and it's like, this is interesting. Right. What's going on here? Uh... So she's been comforting Mr. Lucas and uh, Mr. Sorry, Miss Lucas has been comforting Mr. Collins. Yes, and and no, uh, she is not shy of like. Yes, I am playing the game. I want I want to be married. I don't give a a hoot about who my husband is. I'm not a handsome woman. I have to find someone. Right. She's a little more cynical and uh, into the. I guess cynical is the wrong word. She's a little bit more like accepting of the status quo. She's pragmatic about it because she like, yes, it's not fair. I'm a smart woman. Right. But I also don't want to starve. <laughs> it's almost like it's not, but she's not like Jane. It's almost like if like it's like a three three different ways of doing it. Like Jane is Jane is naive. Jane's naive and and in the system. Uh Miss Lucas is knowing and cynical and she's also in the system but wants to win the system right would rather win than lose but the result is th- is going to be the same they'll be married to someone who in power likely yeah cynically both. or for love jane yeah. is just like happens to be in love with somebody who's jane above is her charming station. enough that she'll love someone who is also wealthy um and elizabeth is cynical about the whole thing right wants to marry for love but also doesn't have the money or like the exceeding charm to do that within a su- like a successful world. Right, to get both. Yeah, to get love and money. Yes. So that there lies the drama and Charlotte Lucas strikes first. Uh and it is no as the narrator makes it no secret that she hates Mr. Collins. <laughs> But eventually he he gives a long speech, and I love this. In as short as a time as Mr. Collins' long speeches would allow, everything was settled between them to the satisfaction of both. So it's like he made his long proposal, and she's like, yes, yes, come on, let's let's just... <laughs> right, enough. Yeah, you don't need, you can stop with the... Uh, and he's like, when do you want to get speech. married? Name the day. Uh, and I, I love this line, too. The, stupu- the stupidity with which he was favored by nature must guard his courtship from any charm that can make a woman wish for its continuance. <laughs> huh? 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 So allegedly, like, I guess, like, a big fun thing for women at this time was when you're engaged, you, like, write letters and you get all excited about your wedding night. And she's like, I'm not going to be. I'm going to get less excited about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your charm is going to make this work. Let's just get married. Let's get married. I don't, I don't want to spend a year thinking about what if I give you a kiss. I'd like, let's, I don't even want to do that when we're married. Let's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's just get it done. Get it over with. Get it done. Uh, and then the parents are told. They're into it. Very excited about it, especially because Lady Lucas is always trying to win a war over Mrs. Bennett. And this is a, he, he basically <laughs> took her queen. And that he. <laughs> Uh, her daughter married Mr. Collins, 
and we were talking about this, Lady Lucas began directly to calculate with more interest than the matter had ever excited before how many years longer Mr. Bennett was likely to live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all concerning the yeah, what's going to happen when Mr. Bennett dies. And so inevitably we have to talk about like when's this guy going to croak? Like how long does this guy yeah. have left in this earth? <laughs> yeah, this is uh, 1790. He has a 27-year-old daughter. So he probably had her when he was 24 to 30. He's at least in his 50s, yeah. Yeah. And at like a 60 around that time, I think, is a reasonable expectation. Yeah, as soon as your teeth start falling out, you're not long for this earth. Uh, so, yeah. So that's it. And for Lady Lucas, this is a huge win. Because not only does did she take the, 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 hu- the husband-to-be from Elizabeth, she also is going to take Mrs. Bennett's house. going to take your house. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, this is like an existential threat to yes. Mrs. Bennett, like in her this ego. This is like house of cards stuff. You yeah. wake up one day and all of a sudden your rival has <laughs> has your house. Yeah, this is yeah house of cards. This is like yeah, it's like in the social network where it's like no, no, no you signed over everything. I have got everything. I, you don't have. You're not on the board anymore. You don't. Yeah. You don't belong here. What are you doing here? Yeah, you signed it that you yeah. only got a fixed amount of stock, and uh, look at you. <laughs> you thought they were your lawyers. Um. <laughs> and there's another through all of this uh, Mr. Collins to be sure was neither sensible nor agreeable his society was irksome and his attachment to her must be imaginary but still he would be her husband <laughs> oh my god I so love she, it she has no like no rose colored glasses about like yes my husband that I that I nailed down the narrator just is so ready to roast Mr. Collins <laughs> at any point I love it like as a point of fact it's like people walk down to Merrington and Mr. Collins sucks. It's like Mr. Collins <laughs> is just like it's a it's a statement of the truth of the reality of this story that Mr. Collins is boring and insufferable and stupid. And this type of guy must be around a lot at this time. And this must be the person that Jane Austen hates the most. Yeah. Is that these losers who a- stumble accidentally into a fortune and then they get to torture these women who are far more charming and intelligent than them. They have all this power and they use it to just uh, shower compliments on the on the on the status on their masters on like how yeah, great is class it? worshiping right guys who are going to trap these poor women into marriages that will be insufferable doofuses oafs and somehow like it's like clearly this is a bad system and mr collins has as much power over all these women who are are way more interesting than him uh and then, but then this is what is acknowledged. The least agreeable circumstance in the business was the surprise it must occasion to Elizabeth Bennett, whose friendship she valued beyond that of any other person. So this was a calculated risk on her part. Right. She's going to lose her friendship with Elizabeth, uh, which makes sense. And it's not like a, it's not a thing about like being jealous, but it seems to be like, well, we're not going to, I don't, they don't have any mutual respect anymore. Like, like Elizabeth made this decision based on her, her own values. Yes. And then her friend did the opposite thing. So it's like it's like, well, we're at a we're at an impasse here. Like I just don't I just can't like be friends with you after you She sold out. You sold out. Who are you? I don't you know, like we can't be we can't have the same relationship anymore. Yes. It exposed the difference in their values. Yeah. It, it they chose different paths down like literally we're asked the same question and chose different responses. Exactly. The opposite responses. Um so Mr. Collins goes home and they're like and he's like finally about to leave the schedule and they're like all right goodbye and mrs bennett offhandedly come back anytime and he's like great i want to come back next week i'll be here yeah i'll be i'll be back very soon i'm planning a wedding and and, uh (laughs) and mr bennett's like oh no 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 no. don't would your would your boss be mad (laughs) (laughs) right he's trying to bring up lady catherine like is that okay with lady catherine i mean if you so all of a sudden he's a welcome guest and now he's becoming this like what are you why are you still coming around here there's nothing here for you yeah and elizabeth rejected you he's a burden Mrs. Bennett's kind of like wants to, she's like, I'll fix you up with someone. I think there's even a part where she thinks about maybe, oh, no, right here. Yeah, the younger girls. Uh, and Mary might have been prevailed on to accept him. This is so funny. I mean, this is like this is kind of like Mrs. Bennett's inner monologue is that maybe one of the younger girls would be a fit for Mr. Collins. Like Mary, Mary might be with him even though he's stupider than her. Maybe if he read up a little bit. <laughs> um, she rated his abilities much higher than yes, any of the others. Yes. There was a solidity in his reflections which often struck her, and though by no means so clever as herself, she thought that if encouraged to read and improve himself by such an example as hers, he might become a very agreeable companion. He could be trained. 
Yeah, we could we could polish we could this work turd. or something. Which is so funny because like we already know Mary is kind of like it's not she's not stupid, but she's like not uh, clever. She's not like a she she like just like says pronouncements. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's kind of funny to see the narrator like being like, and Mary thought that Mr. Collins was an idiot. Everything yeah. everyone <laughs> thinks Mary's kind of dumb or like simple, or kind of fake smart, fake smart. Yeah, like not street smart. You know, um, and she thinks Mr. Collins is an idiot, which she she is. He is, yeah. Uh, and then we get the hammer drop. Uh, but that Charlotte could encourage him seem or the possibility of Mr. Collins. Uh, so at a private conference with Elizabeth related the event of the day before, Charlotte goes, hey, I'm, I'm engaged to Mr. Collins. Right. It's kind of cool. I respect that of Charlotte to tell Elizabeth directly the right yes, thing was done. Yes, good friend. And it's, it's, uh, you made a different value choice. So that's tough, but you told her. Um <laughs> and her astonishment was consequently so great as to overcome at first the bounds of decorum, and she could not help crying out. Engaged to Mr. Collins, my dear Charlotte, impossible. <laughs> so she is not ha- like yeah, it no. could not could not uh, like no instinct like overrun with like oh I should be nice to my friend on our big news. It is like this is the worst thing I've ever. What heard. the hell? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is the te- this is the worst day of my life that you're telling me this. Um, why should you be surprised, my dear Eliza? Do you think so? Now they're starting to subtly fight. Um, do you think it incredible that Mr. Collins should be able to procure any woman's good opinion because he was not so happy as to succeed with you? And then Elizabeth's like, "Oh no, I've lost my friend." Yep. Elizabeth had now re- recollected herself and making a strong effort for it was able to assure her with tolerable firmness that the prospect of their relationship was highly grateful to her, and that she wished her all imaginable happiness. Uh, I see what you're feeling, replied Charlotte. You must be surprised, very much surprised, so lately as Mr. Collins was wishing to marry you. But when you've had time to think it all over, I hope you'll be satisfied with what I have done. Yeah. And it's like, that's not going to happen. See you never. Yeah. This is over. And Elizabeth quietly answered, undoubtedly. And after an awkward pause, they returned to the rest of the family. <laughs> it's like, oh, re- friendship's done. Yeah. See, and Mr. Collins, be. he wrecks another thing. They had a nice <laughs> relationship. <laughs> And then he comes stumbling <laughs> in and he goes, well, I'll marry you. And yep, that's it's all over. It's weird how serious it is. It's like these serious things are decided in such frivolous, silly ways. Yes. Like this is the rest of your life. Life-altering decision. Yeah. In a couple of days, destroys a friendship instantly. Oh, my God. It's like it's like like how lame it is when someone like is hitting on hitting on hitting on a girl and then she's like no and then he just turns to her friend and is like well how about you <laughs> and, then, and then like like how lame that is like imagine if that was like the rest of their lives though. yes like oh marry you how about you like mm-hmm. it's like it's like 145 at the bar it's like almost closing time and he's turning to the <laughs> yeah, friend just like whatever he could find uh, how about, uh what do you think he basically showed up to town with a bag of money and said i i'm going to have this money who wants it? Yeah. <laughs> I have no roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't I, I got a good boss. Who wants to come have a drink at my place? Yeah. Exactly. That's it's truly infuriating. Uh yeah, and then, then the next day Elizabeth or some Mrs. Bennett finds out about this. Oof. And it is the end of the <laughs> world. <laughs> It is. It's the, end, it's the end of her world. Her values are destroyed. The, everything that she fought for is is done in her eyes. Yes, she now her, she's going to lose her house to her rival. Yeah, literally. I mean, I and that is totally sympathetic. Right. If some weird rule of society meant that I lost my house, Your whole house to a woman I hated <laughs> for doing a thing that you hate. Yeah. For like. Yeah. Oh God. That would be truly insane. I would be mad too. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? I get it. If I were a crazy lady, I'd be crazy about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Charlotte's dad comes over, Sir William, and he starts to go, "Hey, good news! Charlotte and Mister Collins are engaged." Uh, and Mrs. Bennett, right out, right out the holster. You're talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, Sir William, how can you tell such a story? Do not you know that Mr. Collins wants to marry Lizzie? It's like, what you talking about, you yeah. old fool? <laughs> what you talking about, Sir, Will- <laughs> Sir William? What you talking about? Sir William's on one right now. <laughs> <laughs> you wild. And, which is an insanely rude thing to yeah. say. So that, 
But also, it is kind of funny that you come over like, hey, my daughter's got a gaze. And it's like, no, she didn't, yeah. you loser. <laughs> You're insane. You're talking like a crazy person right now. You shut the hell up. Um, and it's like, because Sir William's a royal, or he, he got really excited about yeah. being a knight, he was able to handle all these insults with dignity. Yeah, he's an expert at this. And Elizabeth's like, it's true. She's she. They got engaged, Charlotte told me. And... And Mrs. Bennett like essentially gets that that war movie shell shock where <laughs> yeah yeah it's Katie, all slow mo like, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Mr. Sir William leaves and Mrs. Bennett just unloads her brain it. is on fire yeah yes. like all the alarms are firing everything that she thought was was wrong is right everything she thought was right was wrong yes. <laughs> So it's, in the first place, she persisted in disbelieving the whole of the matter. Secondly, she was very sure that Mr. Collins had been taken in. Thirdly, she trusted that they would never be happy together. And fourthly, that the match might be broken off. <laughs> so here are her four beliefs. One, that it didn't happen. Nope. Not true. Yeah. Two, that Mr. Collins was tricked somehow. Three, that their marriage will be terrible. And four, they're never going to get married. <laughs> yeah. She believes four different kinds of ways that it yeah. can't be true. Things yes. that can't all be true at the same time. But she's just like, she's she's in a crazy denial. Yes. Just spiral. just grasping at straws. Yes. Uh, two inferences, however, were plainly deduced from the whole. One, that Elizabeth was the real cause of all the mischief. And the other, that she herself had been barbarously used by them all. <laughs> yeah. She, I, every turn, this is the worst news for her. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about her. She's a bit of a narcissist. Yeah. Yes. It's, all, it's all about her. And uh, yeah, these, it's a woman getting married to a man that has nothing to do with her. I guess it does have something to do with her because of her. it's her and, estate. Yeah, the estate. She's yeah. mad about that, which is fair. But, but she sees it as all being about... That everyone was into c- cahoots yeah. to ruin her life. <laughs> <laughs> and that her least da- favorite daughter especially, like she stated openly, like this is my least favorite daughter, has ruined her life. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Bennett is uh, calmly uh, just talking trash in the corner, basically. <laughs> For it gratified him, he said, to discover that Charlotte Lucas, whom he had been used to think tolerably sensible, was as foolish as his wife and more foolish than his daughter. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's dumb as my wife. <laughs> <laughs> she's dumber than my daughter. She's as dumb as my wife. It's so funny. Yeah. So rude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jane's like, wow, that's surprising. I hope they're happy. So Jane just says empty Jane yep. nonsense. Blah, blah, blah. Jane and Bingley belong together. They're both going to be like, that's great. Good morning. What a great day. Awesome. awesome. Hello. All right. Wow. I didn't know they liked each other. Wow. Lovely. Uh, Kitty and Lydia were far from envying Miss Lucas, and for Mr. Collins was only a clergyman, and it affected them in no other way than as a piece of news to spread in Mary Town. Right. Gossip. I, good gossip, but who cares? I don't want to. I didn't, tea. Have, I didn't yeah. want to marry this dude. Yeah. A lot of tea. Uh, they're one of Mary's soldiers. Oh, yeah. Uh, Redcoats. Lady Lucas could not be insensible of triumph on being able to retort on Mrs. Bennet, the comfort of having a daughter well married. So, like, Mrs. Bennet's been trash-talking this whole time that she's about to have two married daughters. Right. And now, no married daughters, and her rival is going to get her house. Yeah. <laughs> and her rival comes by to be like, oh, I'm so happy for my daughter marrying Mr. Collins. And She's measuring for curtains, and she's yeah. like, oh, I like this. Uh, yeah. How you feeling, Mr. Bennett? How's, how's, how you doing? You doing all right? You got a nice coffee? You doing all right? You eating some red meat? What's going on, buddy? Yeah. Sizing him up for how long he's going to yeah, live. Yeah, they're all like, hey, you want to do some stretches right now? <laughs> how's your heart? And then there's this sad line. Between Elizabeth and Charlotte, there was a restraint which kept them mutually silent on the subject, and Elizabeth felt persuaded that no real confidence could ever subsist between them again. Her disappointment in Charlotte made her turn with fonder regard to her sister, of whose rectitude and delicacy she was sure her opinion could never be shaken, and for whose happiness she grew daily more anxious as Bingley had now been gone a week and nothing was heard of his return. Oh, poor Bingley. Yeah, we're not singing Bingley, and that's making... And now Elizabeth's like, maybe they're winning. Maybe the Bingley sisters are winning. Right. Uh, I lost my best friend because she married a fool. Uh, I and now I care more about my sister, but she's also going to get her heart broken. Yeah, because we haven't seen Bingley yet. Yeah, Bingley's absence is a is a presence in this episode for sure. Yeah, really brutal. Just a tough turn for the the Bennett sisters. I know. Where are we going to be here? Jeez. 
Yeah, except for Lydia and Kitty, who are just like, we got goss. <laughs> right, yeah, they got goss. They're happy about that. Yeah, but at the end of book one, as it's printed, it's like it's like things are not looking good for our heroes. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Bennett's paranoid every time Lucas, uh, Charlotte Lucas and Mr. Collins come back. They're, they're like, oh, she's just walking around gloating about taking my house. Right, she never treats any of them the same way again. She's really soured by this whole thing. It's just kind of messes with Mrs. Bennett hard. Jane is growing anxious that Bingley's never coming back. Um, and then there's a, there's kind of like a, a, a kind of a weird open-ended response to Mr. Bennett when they're talking about the entailment. Um, <laughs> no, indeed, not. Mr. Bennett, it is very hard to think that Charlotte Lucas should ever be mistress of this house, that I should be forced to make way for her and live to see her take my place in it. And he goes, my dear, do not give away to such gloomy thoughts. Let us hope for better things. Let us flatter ourselves that I may be the survivor. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Hey, look at the bright side. Maybe you'll be dead. Hey, maybe you'll die first. Maybe you don't have to worry about any of this. <laughs> It'll be my job to worry about it. I mean, like, that is funny because it's like, yeah, they, they are. They, it's like been a given that he'll die first. Yes. Which is probably borne out by statistics. Yeah, that's just, so. This poor guy. Every time one of his daughters meets a man, it's like, finally, we don't have to worry about you dying. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like dehumanizing as his role as oh a father. Oh my god! Of course, this yeah. Poor like, guy. Like he clearly is a very charming. His man. job is done with. He's like waiting to die. Everyone's waiting for him to die. How old? All, is, how yeah, old is he? He Jeez. put food on the table for all these women. Right. And Doing whatever he does, which is whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> Vague income. Library science. Yeah. And then now, like he he likes some of his daughters as friends, and he wants to chat with them, and he likes his he likes teasing his wife, and all they care about is like we have to prepare for your death. Like that's all he is to them. Is yeah. like a it's a f- meal like, ticket, uh, a ticking clock. It's a time bomb. It's like I I just hang out in my library all day too. If I was Mister yeah, Bennett, he's the shot clock on their on their uh, marriage viability. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you walking today? You yeah <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. They're just, they're just like a, a grim reaper following him around. Yeah, but I mean, he deals with it with humor, which I really respect. Um, yeah, this was not very consoling to Mrs. Bennett, and therefore, instead of making any answer, she went on as before. I cannot bear to think that they should have all this estate. If it was not for the intel, I should not mind it. What should not you mind? I should not mind anything at all. Let us be thankful that you are preserved from a state of such insensibility. Uh, <laughs> hey, at least you're thinking about something. Because <laughs> yeah. this is the only thing you'd think about. <laughs> this is all you think about. If this wasn't here, you wouldn't think about He's anything. so, so snarky. <laughs> I never can be thankful, Mr. Bennett, for anything about the entail. How anyone could have the conscience to entail away an estate from one's own daughters, I cannot understand. And for all the sake of Mr. Collins, too. Why should he have it more than anybody else? I leave it to yourself to determine, said Mr. Bennett. Which is kind of like a sad look at that. Like she is also, she she doesn't understand entailments or the right. rules of, of property inheritance, and goes like, why? Like how you sleep at night that you didn't give your daughters this money, uh, and instead gave it to Mister Collins, and he's, and he's like, I'll I'll let you figure this one out. Yeah, this is a this is a, a curiously unhumorous uh, remark from Mister Bennett. So it's like it's like you figure it out because wh- what is what is he getting at? You think he's like I'm tired of explaining this to you. I I did not do this to my daughters. It is the legal system at play. Yes. Okay. He's pointing to the system and he's pointing to like, uh, you know, we're just in this and uh, like, what do you think? We're talking about this. It's like, why do you think we had five daughters? I tried so hard to have a boy so right. we wouldn't have to deal with this. Exactly. As a, Yeah, exactly. And like, and, and she still is on their belief that like he signed some papers to give the money to, and he's like, like, it comes up all the time, but like they try to explain it to her, and she all she can see is the the unfairness of it, and it is unfair, right? But she has no sense that like that Mr. Bennett is a willing participant in the system. There's no agency. There's no agency. They're all trapped by it. Mrs. Bennett can't see that. She sees them as willing participants in the system when really like they're all being affected by it equally. Even her. Yes, she sees herself as the only martyr in this system. Right. It's all against her. And and to the point where she accuses her husband of like leaving her daughters yeah. to die. Yeah. And he's like, "I'll let you think about that one." And he's like, "It's kind of like a bitter response to be like, Jesus, like don't don't say this to me." Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, he he's made enough jokes and he makes one one last sort of like melancholy like, "You tell me, baby." Yeah. You know. Yeah. You tell me how I feel about this. And that on that melancholy note, the uh, this the first volume of this novel 
comes to a close. So yes. our heroes, our heroes are in a tough spot. We don't know yes. if they're going to get married. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, no one's getting married except for Charlotte Lucas. Charlotte Lucas. The sellout. <laughs> we wrote all the boys we liked on a piece of paper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to mansion, Mr. Bingley. <laughs> like mansion. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, it's bleak. Bingley is gone. Uh, Mr. Collins uh, will be giving the inheritance to Charlotte Lucas. Wickham is silent. Wickham is silent. Uh, Mary is boring. <laughs> and uh, probably getting ready for a piano forte recital yes. or something. But, uh, and Elizabeth is single still and not looking to mingle with Mr. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> or Char- Elizabeth lost a friend and, like, broke her mother's heart. Yeah. She made the right choice, but I'm sure she like it's not easy to <laughs> have a mother be this mad. No, at you. it's just like for months their relationship isn't the same. For months she's rude to her own daughter. I yes. mean, like she said, she promised she wasn't going to ever talk to her again. And moms, yes. moms rarely ever follow up on this on this threat. But I will never talk to. you. Yeah, she yeah. said it several times. Yeah, and to the point where like the dad had like, well, she won't talk to you, or I won't talk to you if you do. <laughs> That's gotta be tough. Yeah, so we're gonna. Well, I, ho- I look forward to seeing how this is gonna play out and what how it affects because it's kind of like. Their values are now out there. Like yes. we we made decisions based on what we believe, and now we have to kind of reckon with the selves that we've created. Yes. So this the second bombs have gone off. The first bomb was obviously Darcy being rude to Elizabeth, it caused quite the scandal. Yeah. And a, a weird series of events. The second bomb is this Mr. Collins Charlotte Lucas marriage, and where do we go from here? I folks? mean, and refusing a proposal. I mean, Elizabeth is like she has actively rejected the system as it is. Yes. The status quo has been presented to her, and she rejected it in a real and actual way. Black and white terms, no. <laughs> right. So that's really cool for our hero, for Elizabeth. Like yes. she's she's taking the first step on a journey towards um, challenging the status quo. She is like legitimately. An, an extraordinarily principled protector. Right. Yeah. Looking Which forward. Is, it's exciting to see. Yeah. Yeah. I I I can't wait. I don't want to figure out what's going to happen with Bingley and what's going to happen with Darcy. Wickham. Wickham. It's all. It's all coming together. The men. The men and the ladies. The men and the ladies. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Catch you on the flip. Uh, my name is Terrence Hartnett. I'm Ha Hartnett on Instagram. Thank you for listening. I'm uh, Kevin Lapkovich. I'm at Kevin Lapkovich on Twitter. And as always, I do a show called Wet Cash every Friday at Stars Cafe in Bushwick. And all the money we raise goes to breast cancer research. Oh, it's yeah. very cool. Good cause. Bye. Bye. You know no lie, you know this. All my rats outside is like show.